If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we have a few questions to ask and a few conversations to have. I am your host, Liv Dooley, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some of the women who inspire me to fall more deeply in love with the word of God and worship in everything. I am so grateful you were here. Let's go on and get to work. Hey y'all, it's me, Liv, and y'all, I say it every single time, and I hope you know that I will never get tired of saying this because I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I am incredibly grateful and very honored that you are here for another conversation at the Best Kept Secret today. We have a brand new QT session. For those of you who may just be listening in for the first time, QT means quality time. It's a little more relaxed. And y'all already know I'm not here by myself. Our season six co-host is here with me. Ty, sis, friend, how are you? Yes, I'm I'm doing great, Liv. Always a pleasure to be with you and your calming voice makes me feel like, okay, let's let's act like we're at the ocean and sit at the father's feet and just do it very softly. <laughs> you know what's crazy, girl? You know what is crazy is I don't know where this calming voice came from. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned so much on this podcast. I have learned so much about me. I've learned so much about different types of communication styles because I am like that super fiery preacher. Sometimes I mm-hmm. like to stand up there and yell for 30 minutes. Um, not so much anymore. I have reels. Y'all can check them out. Uh, <laughs> don't be afraid. You can invite me. I won't yell at your people. But I love to preach and I love the African-American style of preaching. However, through this podcast, honey, I have like calmed all the way down and <laughs> it's really also very enjoyable. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've seen both sides. So I know what you're saying is the truth and I appreciate both. <laughs> Thank you. That's a real friend for sure. I'm so excited for our conversation today. We've been talking about worship all season long. I am really sad that it is about to end for real because this is something that I could talk about for the rest of my life. And I am, I have been thinking like, what are we talking about next? What's coming? coming up and maternity leave is coming up first of all, but after right. that, we, but first, we right. But first, but after that, we are moving on from worship and I, I am a little sad. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation for sure, mm-hmm. because spiritual warfare is a constant presence in the life of a believer. And it can mm-hmm. come in all different forms, but we know that worship is the one area in our life that helps us access the presence of the Lord at any particular time that we need to. And it's his presence that gives us the perspective to remember that, hey, this fight is fixed. We Hmm. win and 
this spiritual warfare we are encountering, it, it's all for nothing at the end of the day, because nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Now, of mm. course, there are some things yeah. that can cause us to grow quiet, that can cause us to diminish our light in certain seasons when we fail to press into the presence because of the trials and the challenges that we experience. But at the end of the day, sis, at the end of the day, can nothing separate you from the love of Christ. And so I am grateful uh, that you actually introduced this topic as I was kind of floundering and wondering like, what should we talk about? What direction we should go in? And so I want to ask you, Ty, you know, how do you recognize in, you know, very specific seasons that you may be experiencing greater opposition from the enemy through spiritual warfare? Yeah, when I, I think what happens for me is I feel just ridiculously overwhelmed. And I know overwhelm happens, but it gets to a certain point where I'm like, I don't, what is like, what, what do I wear today? Like just very basic things that are like life, it, it feels like life-changing decisions just to, just to do them, just to figure them out. That's when I have to stop and think, okay, what is going on? Why am I feeling this overwhelmed? What is what is the enemy been saying to me? What, what have my thoughts been like? What have I been saying and internalizing? What have I been watching? What have I been reading? It's it seems like there's um there's a hole somewhere. Some somewhere he's gotten in and I have to figure it out. And I usually realize that be, or recognize it because I get very overwhelmed very easily. And when I get overwhelmed and frustrated like that, I have to remind myself that um, worship is a shield against that spiritual attack. Um, just like a, a physical shield that protects us from harm. When we're continually worshiping, that's a, that's a spiritual shield and that guards us against the attack of the enemy. And when we're constantly engaged in worship, like there's there's legitimately no time other than when we're sleeping. And then I'm praying that, you know, the angels and Jesus are interceding on my behalf while I'm sleeping. But while we're awake, we have to be constantly engaged in worship. It doesn't have to be, you know, the song and the dance. It's just thank you, Jesus. Just remembering that, you know, bringing up the word to ourselves, because then we create an atmosphere of God's presence that will drive out the darkness and drive out the negativity of the enemy and, and cause me to be still when I feel overwhelmed, you know? So it's really staying in his presence, doing all that I can to have that spiritual shield around me at all times so that I don't get to that point because it feels mm -hmm. like, how am I going to, how am I going to get out of this? You know, yeah. but that's when I have to run back to the father and say, okay, I need your, your shield again. I, I left your presence. I did something. So I have to go back to where I last met with you. You know, he's, he's still basically it's like, he's waiting at the coffee shop. I left the coffee shop. Okay. Let me go back <laughs> because yeah. that's where I left his presence. When I'm in his presence, I'm not going to feel overwhelmed like this. Mm. 
That's so good. I think so many of us can resonate with that for sure. I would definitely say that that is probably like the overarching theme when I am encountering spiritual warfare, but I, I might even go further and share that the way the overwhelm kind of begins to um, act up in my life is that I waver between one of two extremes. And so that is probably one of the ways that I know that I'm dealing with overwhelm. I either kind of revert to this introverted, depressed procrastinator who doesn't really want to get up out of bed, who doesn't really want to um, feel any motivation, who doesn't feel any motivation for the things that she has going on. And I mean, they can be some of the most amazing things ever, but it just Mm -hmm. doesn't even make sense. I do not want to handle any of it. I don't want to acknowledge any of it. And I don't want to pray about it either. So it either, you know, goes to this one end of the spectrum where I disengage from everything, or it goes to this other end of the spectrum where it's almost as if everything is overstimulated. I'm doing everything I possibly can as quickly as I possibly can. And I'm rather defensive as well. And so when other people who, you know, you know, enemy uses all kinds of people and things to continue to incite this feeling that would, you know, cause us to experience distance from the Lord. So when other people, you know, particularly my husband, let's just be honest, says something (laughs) just, you know, just regularly. I mean, really, I will just blow it up out of proportion Mm. and I will get so upset and I will become so defensive. And so I'm really learning to moderate these two extremes because Mm. the emotional extremes that I experience usually show me like, baby girl, something is wrong. You are dealing with a lot, but you are acting out of character and I need you to pull it back. I need you to really recognize what's going on and I need you to begin to worship through it because what we're not going to do is lay in bed all day or tell everyone off as often as we feel like, because neither one of those are (laughs) Christ-like. And that's just ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah, I totally relate. Right. Like I have gotten much, much better um, throughout the years. I mean, really, I think sometimes I talk about, you know, past experiences in a way as if they're current. I'm like, guys, I I promise, like the Lord has healed some things. (laughs) Um, But I will share that this year was a really, really hard year. And so I had to go through these um, different opportunities to worship the Lord in new ways than I had ever done before. And one of the things that I did notice, Ty, was that my hands would go up. Like my hands would just randomly go up if, as I was thinking about something that was overwhelming, as I was thinking about something that was maddening. And it almost became this signal to me as I began to recognize that my hands were going up to surrender Mm. and to just surrender it to the Lord. And so 
I appreciate how the Lord helps us to, you know, use our bodies to show us how to move into spaces that are more calming. And, mm. you know, we talked about that in the very first episode of the season with Kobe Campbell, but, uh, it was this cue for me whenever mm. my hands went up. Okay. They're up. You literally have no more. You literally mm. can't do anything else. You better not say that thing either. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, it was just this cue. Start worshiping mm. now. Start mm. worshiping because you're at the end. So mm. Mm. that's it's your hands were um, so connected to your heart and your mind, you know, and that surrender as we as we do that and as we as we worship, we're allowing the Holy Spirit to, to flow through us, right? And that's refreshing our spirit. It it empowers us to overcome the challenges that we're facing. And it's like a like a, a I just think of a puppet on a string, like Holy Spirit was like, okay, let me just pull her hands up. And when her hands are up like that, that's she she knows what what that means. So that's that's great because I feel like there are so many people who we get that pulling of the Holy Spirit, but we're just like, uh, uh-uh, I'm ignoring it. No, no, nope. I'm just gonna keep, keep blazing. I'm gonna keep going the way I'm going. And so I, I commend you for listening because a lot of times when we're that wound up or we're that discouraged or that frustrated or that overwhelmed, when the enemy really has us, we we're we're all in sometimes. Too many times, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, that's been me for so long, but there's some cycles that just have to break. You know, you get to the point where you're just like, Jesus, I'm tired of me. And so I, you know, one of the things that he showed me was how underdeveloped my view of spiritual warfare was when I was first starting out into ministry 13, 14 years ago, and how I always looked at everything as if it was just happening to me. Oh my gosh, it's just so unfair. It's just happening to me. When in reality, we oftentimes do have the opportunity to engage it or to, you know, ignore it, worship through it. And for so long, I engaged it in the worst ways. You know, I caused it to grow even more dramatic. I really began to uh, kind of you know, do what I felt was best, say what I felt was best in in a way that I thought was winning and warring. And it was just like, "Mm, actually, you're making this worse. Mm. So one of the things that I have learned through the book of 2 Samuel, actually, was a time in 2 Samuel, I believe it's around chapter five, where the Lord tells David that all he has to do is go out and listen. And when he begins to hear the sound of footsteps marching on the top of these balsam trees, he will know that the Lord has gone before him. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's so powerful because spiritual warfare involves so many different strategies. And one of those strategies is silence. Mm -hmm. One of those strategies is really inviting (laughs) the Lord to move on your behalf. And what's crazy about these balsam trees when I look them up is that they're known to be really soft 
trees. So the fact that the Holy Spirit was going to help David hear these footsteps as heaven's armies began to march on his behalf on one of the softest trees that he's ever created is just crazy. And so that's something that I've been trying to really, you know, grow in this year is, is that silence as I learn how it is that he wants me to fight those battles, because it often looks different, you know, um, depending upon the situation and the issue that we're facing. Yeah. Um, what's the scripture again? I wrote, I was like spiritual warfare, silence. (laughs) Absolutely. It is uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. It's one of my favorite battles that David ever fought because he didn't have to do much. (laughs) The Lord just went before him and handled those Philistines and... Ah, it just reminds me, sis, it's okay to, it's okay to grow quiet. And you know what? In my Mm -hmm. past, I was, I was upset about that because I was like, no, no, what they're not going to do is walk all over me. What they're not going to do. And you know, I had a list, (laughs) (laughs) but the Lord was like, but if, but if you get quiet, Mm -hmm. then I will work for you. I will fight Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. I just love how he ultimately he fights our battles right if we would just resist the enemy he will flee and that's because in our resistance god has the opportunity to really stand up for us you know we we have to learn even more how to not defend ourselves in our own strength you know and that's really what the point of worship is it's really a, de- a defense for us when we we're worship we're not just praising god but we're like we're declaring our allegiance to him and that through that our resistance we're able to resist enemy schemes you know so when we get quiet in, in worship or even when we're singing or dancing, whatever it might be, however our posture of worship is, then um, that keeps us from getting discouraged and sidetracked by the enemy's distractions. You know, that one of those distractions is defend yourself, mm-hmm. you know, rage and roar about how you're being mistreated and worship calms all of that. It's, it's really a, a calming Yes, we fight and worship and, you know, we go to war and worship and all that stuff, but it also calms us. It gives all those racing thoughts and things in our heart an opportunity to see that God is bigger than all of that. You know, that worship allows us to make him the focus and not what we're experiencing or how we're feeling or I can't find two pairs of socks that match. This is I mean, just you're like, oh, okay, your socks didn't match yesterday. What's what's happening? You know, and in those moments, it's like, okay, I I see what the enemy is doing. I just need to, I just need to worship. Like nothing else is gonna 
get me where I need to be. This rage against the machine or whatever the the enemy is wanting me to do, I have to do the total opposite and worship in the midst of in the midst of um your anger, in the midst of your deepest sorrows, like that, it really does confuse, you know, the song says praise will confuse the enemy. Worship, worship will confuse the enemy too. Like, why would you be worshiping? Right. But it's it's a lifesaver, really. So good. It's so good. It's a um you know, I don't, I don't, I love the, I love the water. I love the ocean. I love to sit by it, but I don't go in it too much, but um, it's, I can't even think of a name. What is the thing that the lifeguard has? <laughs> a little circle thing. Oh, the, that, um, oh, shoot. <laughs> it's been a while. That's what worship is. It's yeah. that little circle thing that they throw out when people are drowning and flailing and trying to do your own thing and just looking like a like you're you're sinking because you're so mm -hmm. consumed by your feelings and by the overwhelm and by all the things but worship worship is that thing that's like okay God is like anytime you you want to take a hold of this anytime you want me to pull you out of this just start worshiping and watch me work so good so good <sighs> just gonna bask in that <laughs> such beautiful imagery I I also had the image of a lighthouse you know and how he mm. is like I'm here I'm here mm. I know mm. that it's dark I know that you feel like you are about to drown or you're mm. going to crash I'm here mm. I've got you so yes mm -hmm. I love the imagery you know that the ocean evokes for sure mm. yep did you want yeah, we when we stay in that when we stay in that place of of continuous worship because we don't want to just achieve um victory for for a moment right we don't want it just to be momentary so it requires sustained worship consistent yeah. worship um, yeah. and that helps to build our strength and our resilience and it really is. It's a, it's a fight. We're in a, we're in a battle, whether we are experiencing something in the natural or not, like yeah. it's warfare all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's great when we have the moments of victory, right. When we have those times that we don't realize it, but it really is always going on all around us. The angels, it's, it's always a, a, a fight, a battle in the heavenlies. And we get to enjoy these moments of peace, but really we, to have that consistent victory and that um, sustained victory, then we need to have sustained worship. Mm -hmm. We really need to, to live in that, to live in that place of continual worship so that we can get nourished and empowered and not feel that defeat that the enemy is always trying to sink us into right right and if we, we remember that it's a lifestyle it's possible because mm -hmm. you know we're human and so we think mm, that sounds you know lofty 
Mm. But really, it is possible. And it should be our goal, you know, because everything that we do should honor the Lord. Every conversation that we have, everything that we listen to, everything that we watch, Mm -hmm. that is the lifestyle of a believer. And so all of that, all of that is, you know, incorporated into this Mm -hmm. lifestyle of worship. And it helps Mm -hmm. us to have the mind of Christ more easily than at other times when we are drifting. Hmm. Hmm. I'm glad you said that because, you know, when people think of worship, a lot of times I know before I was a Christian, I may have heard the word and it's like, okay, that's the dance or that's the song. But the fact that you reiterated that, you know, it's, it's how we talk. It's what we watch. It's what we listen to. It's the music. It's, it's everything it's it is a lifestyle yeah, yeah it's a it's a lifestyle you know as we were kind of preparing to come into this space and talk about this I will share that Psalm 23 did come to my spirit and mm-hmm. you know at first I questioned like why why would that one particularly come you know I mean it's a beautiful psalm right but what I do think is interesting is that It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love this uh, switch that David makes because he goes from talking about God to talking to God, you know, and it becomes really personal as he begins to just pray to the Lord. But there's one thing that I think we get caught up in a lot of times. And I think that it's very easy to get caught up into it when we talk about spiritual warfare as well. When we get to verse five, he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And girl, I know you didn't hurt him because I didn't hurt him. Many sermons out there about the enemies, about the presence and the, you know, like the table in the presence of the enemies. And that is not the point of this psalm. And neither is spiritual warfare. We do not have to grow fearful and we do not have to have an exaggerated view of the enemy. Spiritual warfare is something that we encounter regularly, but worship always draws our attention up. It always reminds us that greater is he in you than he who is in the world. It always reminds us that there are more fighting for us and with us than there are against us. And so when we look at even a verse like this, we don't want to focus on the enemies. We want to focus on the God who prepares a table. We want to focus on the God who anoints our head. We want to focus on the God who causes our cup 
to run over because he is the one who sustains us in times where spiritual warfare becomes intense. And when you find that you are focusing a little too much on them enemies, I'm gonna ask you to get your eyes up to shift your view, to put your perspective on the great I am, the mm -hmm. one who loves you and is setting everything in motion together for your good in his glory, because he will get the glory regardless mm -hmm. of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Lift your eyes unto the hills from which cometh our help. Our help comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I had that verse on my heart thank you for sharing that mm -hmm. Ty this has been so special I think it is my favorite conversation that we've had together it has just been so special each one has each one has for sure um, but this one really just filled me up in a new way and you know you know I needed that Amen. <laughs> oh, I can't thank you enough for your time would you pray us out Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you that you are our Lord, our, our God, our creator. And um, we just reverence you, Father God. We honor you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We know that you're the one who created all things and you hold the universe in your hands, Father God. So we we acknowledge your greatness and your, your majesty, Father God. We thank you for your love and your mercy, for your grace, your compassion, Father God. We're grateful for your forgiveness, Father God, and we just adore you, Lord God. We lift you up. Uh, you, you're worthy of our worship because you're a holy God. You're just God. You're righteous, Father God, and you're the source of all life and everything that's good, Lord. We just thank you. We offer our hearts, Father God, as a, a sacrifice, and we just thank you. We open our hands, and we release everything, Father God, to you, Father God. We ask that you would just guide us. We thank you for your presence, Lord God. In this time of worship, Lord, we lay down our burdens. We cast our cares at your feet, Father God, and every worry, every anxiety, because you know it all. You care for us, Father God, and so we seek your peace and your comfort. We just thank you, Father God. Um, we desire to worship you, Lord God, with all of our hearts, Lord. We want to know you more deeply and more fully, Father God. And we just pray that you'll fill us with your Holy Spirit, and that you'll guide us in all that we do, Father God. We pray that our worship will be a reflection of your glory and that as we worship you, Father God, that it will bring you honor and praise, Lord God. We pray that we will worship you in spirit and in truth with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind, Father God. And that as we do so, Father God, as we worship you and lift you up, Father God, that you would do as you said, which is to draw all men onto you, Father God. I thank you for this time that we have had together, Father, and I just thank you that, um, that as live continues forward, Father God, that you will continue to bless this ministry, Father God, 
that you'll continue to bless every person who listens in, Father God, and that their cups would overflow, Father God, and that they would um, seek you even more and worship you, Lord God, for their good and your glory, Lord. We just thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. <sighs> It is always so nice to spend a little quality time with you. If you have a moment, would you please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible and leave a rating and review? It will help others find this podcast and be a blessing more than you know. Now, in the meantime, I am at Candid Lips. And Ty is that I am Ty Scott King. We'll see you back next week.